Beyond. Beyond. Beyond! What's oh, up, everybody? Jesus Welcome Christ. to Podcast Beyond, episode 205. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside PlayStation Team Dynamo, Ryan Clements. Hello. He only does everything, Kyle Moriarty. I doubt it! And a special guest to be named later from another podcast whenever he gets up here. Because it's one of those things that I said, oh, we forgot about you, come up. And he said, okay, and then I started walking in there. I heard, wait a second, and I was like, well, too late, we gotta go. We yeah. got a show to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... This is Podcast Beyond, IGN's official PlayStation uh, podcast. Mm. Uh, of course, if you don't know what IGN is, it's IGN.com. You should go there and read stuff. What does it, just, what does it stand for? stealing everything from iTunes. What does it stand for? Is Greg naked? And every day you come and you find out if I'm <laughs> naked or not. Am <laughs> I a, naked? That's a good question. You that's don't know. You won't know good, unless you check it daily. Um, how's the week been, boys? It's tiring. Oof. It has been it's a, a really, short week. It's been a rough week. It's a short week, but it's jam-packed with things to do. Yeah, it's true. Well, it was a rough weekend, and then we just got that. Understated. Yeah, and then uh, Monday, we had a Monday off. Monday was off, but I wasn't. It wasn't a very restive Monday for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the week began in earnest. Yeah. You, you've been working on the NHL 12. You're trying to get that review out, but you're not going to get it out. Nope, not yet. Okay. I'm just never going to do it. Why? Why not? For real? Why not? Uh, no, I'm. So, uh, EA has given us like a series of online uh, times to play. You know, with them and stuff, and it's like not enough time for me to play on both consoles and to get the full experience and i've really been honestly hearing some stories uh i was talking to one of the one-up editors who reviews at nhl games for them and he was saying that you know the online experience for these games is typically different once the game launches and he waits as a rule of thumb until the game comes out and i was like that's interesting to know i don't want to give a game a score and not be able to and not be able to be confident in it so i'm just going to wait until and play on the retail servers with everyone yeah. And so the review will go up Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, is. Nintendo Voice Chat's own Sam Claymore, everybody. You probably know him as Chris Carl's brother from Free Shit, but here he is. Remember, replace the I with a, a one. That's how it works. Sam, how, how the hell are you? Good. Hi, hi, welcome to Podcast Beyond. Thank you. I just walked in. Give me a Beyond. Beyond. That's good enough. Good job. All right. Mm. How's your beyond. week been? We're talking about how the weeks are going. My week? Yeah. I've been just playing Resistance nonstop. Oh, so have you? That's why you're here. Yeah. Have you been, as a, as a, as a you know, teasing topic of the week, have you been enjoying the Resistance? Uh, I really like Resistance. I haven't played any multiplayer, though. I only played the beta, and that was kind of brutal. Mm, very interesting. You played the yeah. beta, and you cheated in it. I did. I cheated the crap out of that beta. Yeah, if you've seen the Invisible Man glitch video on IGN where you can't be seen or killed, that's Sam. Greg, you're being eclipsed by this light. Sorry. Um, well, see, I can't. It's got the dumb... Oh, no. It's hard to read my papers. That's the end of that. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Here. You can't read I'm gonna, the. I'm gonna work ah, it's on it. fine. No, it's fine. Every stop. We're what, gonna, did the, what, did the, on the show. what did the founders do on, on, with the candlelight? They went to bed at like eight thirty. <laughs> that's that's a myth. No, that's a myth. is it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Do you do you have like their journals of? I'm going to bed now. It's ten thirty. The sun just set. So that's nothing to do. People are always saying like, I know what time they went to bed, and then it's a lie. No, I mean I'm just saying like like yeah, people went to bed earlier typically, but they didn't go to bed like right when the sun went down. They're like, oh, that's it. Wow. I'm going to bed now. And then and then when the sun goes back up, they're like. Well, just like that, they wake but up. But when they run into stuff, well, no, they have candles, and you know they would read and write and talk and 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 will, socialize. Will you, will you at least give me that? There's just not enough detail to know right now. There's not enough historical data to know. <laughs> There's plenty of historical data, but yes, okay, uh, all right, onward. Clements, how's your week been? You just put up a giant yeah. review today. It's been a disaster, man. What? It's been a disaster. 
It's been an okay disaster. It's not like, you know... A beautiful it's not disaster? Like my, it's not, yeah. Uh, it, it's not as if my life is bad right now. My life is just a little tricky right life now. life is terrible. A little tricky. Yeah. Mainly, mainly because it's... Why do you hate Eco so much? It, it, <laughs> it amazes me how, how much my schedule changes when you're the event lead for something, especially something that's overseas, and especially something where two of the people that are going with you are international mm-hmm. editors, so they're not even in the office to coordinate. Uh, it's, it's tricky. You'll be gone next week. Where are you going to TGS? Where's TGS? It's in uh, Tokyo. Where is Tokyo? Tokyo is in Japan. Don't don't push uh, any further. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the interesting thing is that uh, TGS Tokyo Game Show is actually in like uh, the town Makuhari, which is like near Tokyo. I like pronunciation. Yeah. What's it? I like Makuhari. Makuhari is cute. It's a nice little town. Go nice to the go to the restaurant building. My favorite building. The restaurant building. Yeah, yeah. just floor after floor. Find, find, some find the restaurant. I love that's one of the things I love about Japan is that you go into a building and you think to yourself, oh, my goodness, I don't this this first floor is pretty cool, I guess. And then there's eight other floors of stuff that you can check out in that one building. You know, people in Makari get down. That was the one where me and Damon went up to the fourth floor sushi shop, ate in the window. And we saw, first off, a dude carried out of a bathroom that I went in there. He's vomiting all over the floor. His friends and he's in a business suit. His friends carried him out. And then the, while we're at, back at the bar, we look out the window, a, a medical team with a stretcher came in and took a girl out of the girl's bathroom for being Woo. too drunk. Oh People know goodness. what's going on in my yeah. house. Yeah. They're party mammals, man. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when the Japanese get down, they get down Did you call them party mammals? Mammals. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a cartoon, Manimals? That, it, it sounds, sounds like, it. like something. It's not. It's mm. no. Uh, it's no uh, sewer sharks ah, or sewer whatever sharks. that was. That what it was street, sewer street sharks. Street, shark. street, yeah. street sharks. Wasn't yeah. there street, street sharks, sharks or Jawsome? Uh, yeah, Jawsome. Yeah, there's like the, <laughs> yes. uh, the, the the hand puppet sharks. Remember those? Mm. I think those are the street sharks. That, yeah, that sounds yeah, like about right. You put your hand in this big like plastic right. thing and it was right. a shark. What the hell were we playing with? Okay. Well, I wasn't really and then also, are, uh, do you think they're going to let you in after today you shit all over two of their favorite games of all time? How uh, dare you, sir? People I'm talking about it's interesting that you say shit all over, because I don't think that's what happened. You didn't give it eco. Everybody, today Ryan reviewed the eco and Shadows of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. Owl, bro. And he gave it an 8.5. 8.5. An editor's choice. How dare you, sir? How dare you? It's a great game, and I gave it an award, and people still are 9.0. That's the only score I gave never gives out anymore 8.5 shit yeah do you want to talk about them now yeah all right cool well not, they didn't come out this week so i mean i want to make sure we touch on them it's been okay. a, if you didn't know notice ladies and gentlemen the crunch is upon us Collins working on NHL. Resistance it's getting crunchy. I just I did Dead Island this week. You you just did the Shadow Ooh. Collection. Yeah. So the uh, first of all, anyone that's anyone should go out and get that Shadow of the Colossus slash Eco Collection. Hey, you didn't play Eco when it came out, right? Correct. That's pretty awesome that you got to experience yeah, so it the first time to say. Well, it must have felt like. I mean, without the nostalgia, it. that game is like as you pointed out like short and simple and kind of frustrating yeah the the fact of the matter is i i can speak legions about that i really respect and appreciate shadow of the colossus i think it's a fine game and i really enjoy playing it uh eco is a very cool game with some awesome ideas and a great setting but in terms of the gameplay it has not it has not aged well there's video proof of how dumb f- the fucking ai is in that game it's infuriating all you want to do is i want to continue playing and enjoying myself and you're you know standing around and you're like Eka! 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 and the the fucking princess is just not she just stands around you should hold her hand stands around yeah, she's supposed to hold her walks. hand you can't bring her Spoilers. up a ladder 
You can't. You she, sometimes she has to climb a ladder by herself. You're doing it wrong. Newsflash: when when she when she does, oh, she's, Ryan, a, Ryan she's an Kermit idiot. Does not know how to also, typically, that is why I give it a bad score. It just doesn't know how to play. And, typically, uh, you can't spoil a ten year old game. By the way, so spoil the shit out no, of it. No, somebody you know, somebody wrote in to be on this week saying when we when we talk about Metal Gear Solid, we need to say spoilers. No, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, not doing that. I'm, I'm going to recount the entire Metal what? Gear Solid plot. Without being spoiler heavy, there is a really cool false ending in the game, which I think is really neat. What's that? There's just like a kind of a false ending, and then like there's a little bit tacked onto it. Yeah, no, I actually. So that's what? That's the that's the thing. He didn't even finish. I played the wrong game. I I wrote in the. You guys at the right shop. Um, (laughs) You an underdog or underdog? I'm sorry. Are you sure you're at this shop? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a great inside joke for everyone to listen. Uh, Sorry, guys. Anyway, no, no. I uh, that's actually my favorite part of the game is the entire ending section, which. Uh, uh, what's the word? Rocks. Not, not, not ironically. Um, fittingly is when you don't actually have Yorda with you and you're by yourself. Yeah. Surprise, that's actually the coolest part of the game. And also, I think the story comes together in a really cool way at the end. Yeah. Um, you get some wacky weapons in that game too, right? I don't know if you... You, I think you, you played through the second time. I did, no, this I didn't, is not a I didn't get the, I didn't get the secret. Well, I didn't get the secret mace. If that's mace. what you're but talking there's about. There's a lightsaber. I didn't. I didn't get the lightsaber. Just funny. I mean, it's only. I only, beat, once I only beat, it. beat it once. Yeah. Um. I, I. We started a second playthrough just to test. What do you um, think of the connections between the games? Spoilers. Um. I mean, I always. I had cons- always considered them a little more spiritual. Do you think they're connected? Spiritual. I mean, I, I can't tell if they're. I think I think that it's more of a spiritual connection than a than a uh, direct you know, direct yeah. connection. I I kind of have a feeling that they both. I mean, they exist in the same world. Mm-hmm. Like those are those are two different areas. I mean, I was hoping the HD treatment would actually make them seem like they're more more similar to each other than mm-hmm. not. But you you feel like Shadow of the Colossus still stands out as a. Much better. I, I game think I think that different. they can very easily be taken as 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 a pair, okay. and and they can sort of be enjoyed, and and it's a, it, it's kind of like you're you're hearing about you know one country's history, and then and there's another country oh. in the same world that you know shares a lot of links, but you're just getting their story. Then. I'm worried the Last Guardian is going to be a lot more eco than Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. Call, calling to the Del, giant Del, red Del, dog. Yeah, you going to play that this uh, yeah, next week? I'm, um, oh, actually, I don't know. You think, uh, I wonder if that'll be playable at TGS. Yeah, I'm not even sure. If it's it, never if it, been if it was, if it was, I don't even, I don't even know if I'd be allowed to talk about it. I, okay. I, I kind of, I kind of forgot. You know okay. what concerns me about that game? That it's been in development for over five years. That's what concerns me. Are about you still game. under yeah. embargo from when you went and saw it and saw the Vita get announced as the NGP? No, because I remember there was a ridiculous embargo attached. There to was a ridiculous embargo on that. No, no, uh, Last Guardian, I, th- I think is going to be awesome, and I think that now the team has modern, you know, capabilities. They have a lot more experience, and I think that the AI in that game will probably be spot on. And I and I think that that was the only that was my ser- biggest qualm with uh, with Ego. And you don't think it'd be calling to that big Qualms dragon monster that. the whole time? You know, dragon. I hope not. Dragon, I, dragon, <laughs> dragon, 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 monster. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Let's begin the show proper with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> All right, I'm taking over. Oh, this yeah? Col- Colin Moriarty's Roper Report, as read by Colin Moriarty. This is only five five items long this week. This is a real short one. We got 25 a lot of, we got minutes later. Uh, yeah, here's something interesting. Yeah. What? 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of it. That's it's going to be some insignificant fact nobody cares about. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. Okay. Uh, one, Rockstar has given Max Payne 3 a release date. Max Payne? Kind of. Max Payne 3 is now slated to be released sometime in March 2012. I'll believe it when I see it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, number I two, it. does anyone care about that game anymore? I'm just really I do. not, I'm I'm not so, really I'm that still, excited about it. I like Max Payne, the franchise. I'm excited to see what happens with it. I only like the movie. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Sam, why? It's a joke. Number two, uh, From Dust, the XBLA strategy game released this past July, now has a date on PlayStation Network. Look for it in Europe on September 14th and North America on September 27th. It will cost $14.99. It's one cent cheaper than Xbox. Boom. We win. So disappointed about the, the, the price, the rising price of downloadable content. It seems it seems like it's not even rising anymore. It's just there. Yeah, that's what 15 it, bucks it is. Seems what it, is like it is for games now. Yeah, it's just inflation, bro. $15, uh, wow. So he's got to Jeff Rubin's seems, seems like it's already at $25. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, number three. So many Vita games have already been announced, including 18 being shown at TGS that oh we have yet god. to be revealed at oh all. Oh my god. 18. Uh, oh my god. Ubis- Ubisoft announced that it will be showing off new Vita games of its own, including Rayman Origins. Origins. Rayman Origins. Origins. Uh, Luminous Ele- Electronic game. Symphony and Michael Jackson The Experience. Yeah, nice. Michael MJ Jackson. coming to Vita. Oh my You're reviewing goodness. that one? Yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah, it's going to use the front-facing camera. Why, not, so why, not just, why not just have me write a sixth review of that game? Because I have written five separate yeah, reviews we of intend, We intend on doing just that. <sighs> Too bad you like dancing so much. I know. Stop talking about your love of the nightlife. Have Never. you reviewed a portable Never. version of, of a Jackson game yet? Uh, Two. What 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 are they PSP like? PSP and DS. Uh, PSP was a two button rhythm game, <laughs> and the D, and the DS version was probably the best in terms of gameplay. Was a Owen Don clone. Yeah, so you're tapping little circles. Tapping or circles and rolling it along the screen, but it only had like twelve. Songs. Snow Moonwalker. That's riveting stuff. <laughs> Uh, number four, Resistance 3 just came out this week, and DLC has already been announced. On October 4th, the survival pack will be released for $3.99. Is that, is that just multiplayer? Yeah, what's it will it include? include a new multiplayer mode called Invasion. I'm glad you asked. Okay. And a slew of multiplayer skins. When, is, when okay. does Resistance actually come out? Uh, it, came out Tuesday. it came out last Tuesday. Wait, have we played Invasion in the beta, though? It's out. Isn't that it's the, out now? Yeah. That no. wasn't the capture. People the, are playing in buying territory. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it's more like a, a Halo firefight. I think it's like King of the Hill. Yeah. That's why. Uh, and finally, number five, Resident Evil turns 15 soon, and Sony is celebrating with great deals on the PlayStation Store. PS Plus subscribers will be able to download the HD remakes of Resident Evil 4 and Code Veronica for half their normal price. And PS1 Classics, Resident Evil, Director's Cut, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3 will be free. So I thought that was pretty cool. Jacob writes into beyond at IGN.com yes. and says, Will Greg and Colin replay Resident Evil 4 for trophies? Absolutely. At 50% off, I've got to buy it. Just wish they'd patch in some more friggin' ammo. I mean, my God. My God. Yeah, absolutely. That's I love a great it. trophy game. That'd no. be awesome. Resident Evil 4 is Four? awesome, dude. Fuck that. Great. I'm not playing that again. You're really? nuts, man. Resident yep. Evil 4 is awesome. Tank controls, I don't like them. Moving sluggish, wow. sluggishly moving. Not a fan. Do you like any Resident Evil game? I no. do not like. I, I respect that. Shoot. Sorry, it's just not my. I'm not my thing. Mm-hmm. I, I Code Veronica struggled through. Struggled through. Resident Evil. I understand. I understand. Started Resident Five. I'm like, fuck it. I, I understand do struggling to Resident Evil Five because that game is garbage. Two, Resident Evil Four controls awesome. were just like so bad. I couldn't do it. I, I tried it on GameCube. Resident Evil One. Couldn't do it. Just can't. Oh, remake. No, yeah, that was awesome too. I, I, I respect I, what these games do. I don't get me wrong. You know me. I'm not sitting here saying they're bad games. It's just I can't. I want to have fun when I play games, and those games inherently make me not have fun when I play them. Well, you don't know how to have fun, then. Okay. Well, I got to find the herbs, and I, I got to find the freaking crest seal, and I got the chainsaw guy who's getting shot in the fucking face and won't drop, and just go away. 
stupid zombie. You do, you do have to find the herbs, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you'll have a good time with the herbs. Colin. Yes. You missed a story there on the Roper Report. A story you broke, a worldwide exclusive, that the best Resistance game, Resistance Retribution, oh, yeah, was yeah. going to get a sequel. I meant to put that up. Did not happen. Nope. Did you, not you think, happen. You, do you really think that was the best Resistance game? It's my favorite. Wow. Yeah, so so I had this I had this really extensive interview with Ben Studio, which are the guys that are doing Golden Abyss, um, and we were able to talk for over a half an hour about the history of the studio, and they, they gave me a lot of interesting facts, and and there's a pretty extensive like 1800 word article Just on it right right now on IGN. Tell your friends we're very we're very happy with it. It's yeah. very interesting to read about how you know they went from uh, these terrible games to Siphon Filter to Resistance now to Uncharted Golden Abyss. Yeah, so yeah, they started with but you know they started as. Um, a developer for for Apple Newton, which which nerds will know awesome. were, was like <laughs> Apple's first PDA in the early '90s, and then they created Bubsy 3D, which is which is a really early You're PlayStation game. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, they, they made Bubsy That's 3D. That's like notoriously yeah. one of the worst games yep. ever made. Yeah, and and so it's, it's why this is such a fascinating. Yeah, it's read. fascinating because they, they, they the, talk uh, about, they talk about it really candidly, and they're like, and you've seen those vid- the walkthrough videos. Yeah, all, like all, all Ilya. Yeah, the mild oh, autistic guy he's, kind he's, of like going through. That's it. so good. It's incredible. We should link to those actually in the podcast beyond article because okay. those videos are freaking awesome. Guy deadpanning this this walkthrough. Yeah, like he knows everything about Bubsy 3D. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so it's, it's fascinating because they talk so <laughs> candidly really about good. about Bubsy and how they went to E3 that year and they saw Crash Bandicoot and the quote was like "God, we're fucked." Yeah. When they like when they saw it, that's like that's what awesome. It, you know, and like because their whole it's really fascinating contextually that they're, they're talking about man like this 3D polygonal stuff is interesting and we don't really know what to do with it. So like their whole thing was we have these huge wide open areas. Their engine didn't even support textures. Because, like, they didn't think that they needed them. And so, like, it was, like, this whole, like, wide they open... They were right. <laughs> it was, like, this whole wide Dead open Island thing. Dead Island them right. <laughs> <laughs> the game was, like, actually low, like uh, actually running in, like, a higher resolution than most PlayStation games before or after it. And, like, there was, like, all these things they were really proud of. Like, the draw yeah. distance in the game is really impressive. But then they saw Crash Bandicoot... If you've never seen that game, though, it's just, like, a blank planetscape. Yeah, yeah. It's with like... no textures and just, like, Bubsy awkwardly walking around with one analog stick. So, yeah, so it's, like, it's a little it's a little strange, but it's fascinating to hear them talk about it and talk to how they segued to Siphon Filter because Sony had approached them and been like, we this is game called Goldeneye on 64. We really want to do a spy genre game and they made this, like, killer... Wow, I never knew Siphon Filter was inspired by Goldeneye. Yeah, That's and, the, like, this trilogy of killer PlayStation games that are really famous, you know, and then how they made seven Siphon Filter games in a row... <laughs> And then how they made Resistance Retribution, and then how they're making Uncharted Golden Abyss. So this is a, this is actually a studio that's kind of under the radar, but has like great pedigree because, with the exception of Bubsy 3D and maybe some of the later like PSP Siphon Filters, those games are all awesome. What are you talking about? The the PSP Siphon Filters were turned to form. It was I think when you're talking about Siphon Filter like three and stuff, that's when people are like starting to ignore that franchise. I'm like, come on, I'm done with this. I don't want this. Metal Gear is. I remember. The pants I think you were a really big advocate of those Siphon Filter. Totally. Games. Yeah. yeah. And like some the only years, one I've ever played is one you recommended on Logan the Shadow. Logan yeah. Shadow is the best one. It's their last one there, and it's one of those things where I put we put that on the top 25 PS3 PSP list, and we're getting ready to update that. And some kid emailed me the other day, he's like, oh, I just played that, and you're you're totally crazy. And it's like, well. You know, come on now. I don't know how ages that well. Like that game any plays PSP. a lot like Resistance. I didn't realize totally. Yeah, it was Resistance. The same well, yeah, Resistance plays a lot like the Siphon Filter ones. Yeah, 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 yeah that's that's what it is. But they they went and fixed like you know in Resistance you have like that uh, auto aim hitbox. So you just yeah, have to the, get the hitbox around people and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so anyway, the, the the article is interesting. Go check it out. We'll um, you know, go to IGN.com. Yeah, go to IGN.com. IGN PS3, IGN PSP. It'll all be running there. And yeah, it's just an interesting little story. I like I like that kind of stuff. If you're a real gaming industry nerd like I am, and you just want to read that kind of fascinating stuff. Um, how things came to be. Yeah, how things came to be. How these, how the studio went about its business. How, where are you know, they? Where are they located? Bend, Oregon. Wow. So they deal with Japan, like with some like liaison or something. I mean, they made yeah, like, I guess Japanese that, games. It's kind of neat. 
Yeah, the um, so you know, Worldwide Studios kind of coordinates everything. Our friend Shuhei Yoshida. Um, Big kinda, ups. Kind of coordinates. Yo, SP. Coordinates the between the, trophy. There are 15 first Yo, parties, and, the, and he coordinates between all of them, I believe. So, but anyway, yeah, these guys, you know, and and what's interesting too is their relationship with uh, with Insomniac, with Resistance, and how they tried to make that second Resistance Retribution game, which which we broke in that story, and it, it, you know they had a demo for it and everything, and and they didn't weren't able to do it, Just and didn't then pan out, yeah. and then how? Well, they, I mean, I don't think the first Resistance for PSP sold well. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at what they're doing now, right? Like, it, it makes sense that they were like. Yeah, 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 but the PSP games aren't selling well. Let's try doing this. Right. Get you ready for this project. Yeah. Right, exactly. And and uh, and then their relationship with Naughty Dog with uh, Uncharted and how a lot of the early ideas were shot down and and you know Amy and Evan from Naughty Dog were re- are really integral and in, in developing helping them develop this game and give them ideas. Yeah, and, I, was, I was wondering about that. That's really crucial because like I, I'd be worried about Uncharted going to anybody else's hands. You know, they, I, I, honestly, I don't. I, the, the vibe I got was that with both Insomniac and especially Naughty Dog was that these studios would not have signed off on these ideas, even though they don't own those names, Sony does, that they wouldn't have been so helpful in developing these games if they didn't trust that it was going to be done properly. And I think the consensus is that Retribution was done properly mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, sure. that Golden Abyss certainly looks awesome. Yeah. So um, is the is the retribution sequel announced for Vita? Is that what's happening? No, no it no. just never got off the ground. It was something they demoed and he worked for six weeks on it, and they put together a demo, and then it was just, it just didn't come together. Oh, they okay. never made the game. All right, got it. But yeah. then, you know what I like about but, retribution is that it has the most like chronology and history out of all the resistance games, and that's like what I'm what I'm interested in. And you know what I like least about <laughs> resistance three is that it has the least amount of. Chronology. I know. Save it for it's, topic it's like, of the week, everybody. <laughs> personal stuff. Um, yeah. So that's all the news. All, all right. right. Colin, yes, I'm very excited for this Uncharted Vita game. Can't wait. Me too. But it's not out for a long time. Nope. If I wanted to play games that were out right now, where would I go to find out where they are and where they have come from? Uh, that's where a complicated question. Encode <laughs> 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 the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Boop, boop, boop. Nope, that's it. All right. <laughs> uh, so this is actually quite the week. No PSP games, no PS2 games. I don't believe it. Uh... PS3, Warhammer 40K, Space Marine, Driver, San Francisco. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Coma mode. Dead Island. Coma Dis- Disgaea 4. There's another Disgaea? Yeah, there's, there's another always Disgaea. another Disgaea. Incredible. Penguin- there's always another level. Penguins of Madagascar, Dr. Blowhole Returns. I will not lie to you. When <laughs> Colin, Colin found this, announced it, immediately we went to ps3trophies.org. We, we look at it. It looks like a great platinum. Yeah. I would yeah. say 80 to 85% of the trophies are just finishing levels. And then it's like collect these snow cones. Uh, uh, I've, talk, I've, I've reached out to THQ to get copies of this game. We will report back soon. Yes. Uh, Uncharted Dual Pack. Oh, yeah. And finally... Resistance 3. Is Uncharted Dual Pack on one disc? No, two discs. Hence the duel. Hmm. Um, that leads us to uh, what came out digitally. What, what's see. Jeff Rubenstein and his wife been cranking away on? All right, well, fan- House Rubenstein have been working on Blood Rain Betrayal. <laughs> that came out this week. Awesome game. Uh, Rugby 2011. Uh, Sky Drift. As well as... Let's see if they're... I, sorry, I didn't get a chance to highlight uh, any eh, of these. That's fine. So Conversational to... podcast. You do what you need to do. Let's see. Anything else going on here? Is this kind of crazy? I don't know. Doesn't look like it. Hold on. Is it me, Mega let Man me, Rugby? Let's go to the. Oh, Mega Man. We can. You can import Mega Man Four, mm-hmm. Kyle. So that, there's that. It's a pretty good game. Pharaoh Man, Ring Man, Dust Man. Uh, hey, let's do the minis. Toad Man. Let's do the minis. We got Alpha Mission. <clears throat> Doodle Fit. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need. The Impossible Game. TNK3. Okay. And Vanguard 2. Wow. Some winners in that one. Sequels. Good. 
Sequels of minigames. Good. <laughs> um, Colin Ryan, same. Yeah. This brings us to Pick of the Week. Mm-hmm. Lots of great games on this list. Yeah, but it's you, a pretty obvious choice. You got the Blood Rain. Colin, you loved it. Blood Rain's awesome. You got the Dead Island. I loved it. Yeah, Colin, Dead Island. How do you good. feel it? You liking it? Yeah, I like it. You got the Driver. Kezza loved it, right? It was Kezza. Yeah. yeah. And I've played it before. It's fun. Definitely fun. And then you got the Resistance 3. I think it's pretty obvious. Blood Rain. Blood Rain. <laughs> no, that game looks cool. It, 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 it does. It, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I, I, I beat the shit. Those out games of that are game. for very different people, right? Resistance and Blood Rain. They're yeah, Blood Rain is not for people that don't have old school sensibilities. Basically, uh, yeah, don't don't play Blood Rain if you if you don't like hard games. But it's really good, really rewarding. Uh, but Resistance Three is the best game on that list, no doubt. Clements. Any any anything to chime in here with? I'm, I'm you've been you've been Vanguard on the two. Ecos. Yeah, I'm more more excited. Vanguard two. There it is. No, no wait. I'm actually. Most, I think I, I'm, I'm most excited about Space for Doodle Fit. Mm. Um, no, no good. It, it, Anthony's reviewing Space, Space Marine. Marine. I think that's Anthony's great. Anthony's reviewing Space yeah, Marine. Yeah, I've watched it over cool. his shoulder. I think it looks cool. When I saw it at E3, man, it put me to sleep. Yeah. I, I played well, it at E3, and the only but it was thing in I, a rocket ship. At E3, remember that? Well, I was, I mean, for Judges Week when they gave the whole, like, demonstration. Uh, Here's an orc. I I played it there, and the the one lasting impression I had was that this game feels really heavy. Mm. And I don't like games Mm. that feel like Well, you are wearing gigantic body armor. Uh, I will say that um, I am more excited for Resistance than Blood Rain, though I would also like to play Blood Rain. You should play both. Honestly, I kind of just want, like, a Castlevania game. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I kind of, I kind (laughs) of, I've kind of been, ever since we've been talking about it a lot, I kind of want to go back and play Lords of Shadow. I never got to that. Lords of Shadow. Hell of a game. Now, now I'll tell you this. Mark, Ryan, and I, every week or so, go out to dinner, and we go to the same place, this burger place that we really love. Yeah. And then afterwards, we went and watched the Republican debate at the house. That's when Greg farted on my bed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Via true. Twitter. Uh, so uh, <laughs> while we were at dinner, we got into this really lengthy conversation about Castlevania. And it's really confusing because they just don't give much love to Castlevania games in terms of the Metroidvania style anymore. And I was saying that I would play a game like that every, every year. year. Yep. Every year. They should be developing a game like that every year. And just they were doing it. that for DS for a while. Yeah. I know. And then we were talking, I'm like, we were like, when's the last Castlevania game come out like that? And I was like, 2009? And he was like, I think it's, and it was Eight. a cliche, and it's 2008. Yeah, 2008. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You could have released three of those. I would play every one of those games is awesome. Every yeah. one of them. And I don't even. Ecclesia is the best one yet. I think. I think it's like my favorite Castlevania. I get them all confused. It's It's like Circle of the Moon, Harmony. This. I I liked Charlotte as a character, and then Ecclesia had like another girl that was. Ecclesia was a woman, right? Yeah. Ecclesia had no weapons, which was cool too. It was like all skills. Yeah. Like so, you had to like steal the skills from the enemies you beat. I like that idea. I'm gonna go back to remember the fighter for Wii. Did you play that? Yeah, I played that at E3. I believe Castlevania Judgment was in that. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Anyway, it's like I don't understand why that. What you know. A $20 Castlevania download every year. You can call it Castlevania 2012 for all I care. Castlevania 2013. I don't even care what you call it. Those games would be fun as hell. And people would buy the shit out of those games. Because all of those other games would really popular. Would they buy the shit out of them? I think they would buy the shit well, out of them. People really liked Castlevania HD, I think, right? But it just, you know, it was so limited. If you didn't want to just grind all the time. Castlevania. The, the Harmony of Distance or whatever. Oh, the, the, the online multiplayer Yeah, one. like it was, that, that, that made it on PSN eventually. Yeah, it's I, coming. It, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, uh, yeah we don't. I, I'm going to play like that. And that's exciting. But it's and... like, I want a self. I want a self-contained 40-hour inverted yeah. castle style <laughs> Castlevania game. Dude, Blood Rain seems like that game, though. Like, it is, but it's, 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 it has just one kind of collectible. There's, there's no, no upgrading, whip, right? really. Like, no, there's no whip. You have a, a gun and swords. You upgrade only, like, her ammo or her in the, health. In the review, you, you posed the hypothesis that this was probably... This is by way forward. Yeah. You you put out there that you think maybe they pitched this as a, a Castlevania, Castlevania game, game. and there's they no, got rejected. There's no doubt in my mind about it, to be honest, because it's like... They, Same with Shantae, which they also made, which is awesome. 
Shantae yeah. versus yeah, Revenge. They have a good track record, and like they like more recently with Konami, they have a Contra game. They did a real Contra game, so they mm. have a relationship with Konami. So what my inkling was like, they developed this game. When you when you really play Blood Rain, and, and people can write in at Beyond at IGN.com and tell me, you can. It's not it's not only the aesthetic quality of the game. It's like there are certain enemy behaviors and things like that that are just like they just use different enemies. The one thing that really sticks out to me are these. There's like these missile like enemies that like float on the screen going up and down. I'm like, those are Medusa heads. Those are clearly Medusa heads. <laughs> From Castlevania. Yeah, we, we were talking about this yesterday, and the same thing with Shantae, which is their most recent Castlevania Metroid thing. And that, that in that game, you're like a girl, and her hair is your whip, and all the levels have like kind of like there's levels with how like Halloween type themes and mm-hmm. stuff. It's very Castlevania feeling. And uh, you know that's that way forward is Mark Bozon, ex IGN writer's brother. Yeah, his brother is. I think I've talked to him a few times, and like he's definitely brought up that like you know like they want to do a Castlevania game. Yeah, oh for sure. And 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 yeah, I didn't even realize that Mark Bozon had worked on the game until I saw his name in the credits. I didn't yeah. really make that connection. He that, yeah, he's worked on a few of them. I think also Contra and some some sand because I remember they're like, well, we can't review it now. Him and his brother did the flip champ, flip cup champ, mighty, flip champ. mighty flip champs. There it is. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's on PSN as a mini now. Dude, I don't know how way forward cooks out so many games. It's like. Yeah, pretty good s- on them. small, good on them. crazy, small, nimble studio. It seems like they were real. When I saw the, when I was blown away by Blood Rain Betrayal at E3, which is what I wrote about in the review, I was totally blown away by it because I had this like appointment at, like to see all these games, and I'm like, blood, like they really wanted to show me Blood Rain, and I was like working my, I'm like Blood Rain, like I don't really know much about the series. I've heard nothing but terrible things, frankly, yeah. about it. And I love, the but movie. I'll see it. Obviously, this is the biggest thing they want. And I'm like, this really? game's awesome. Uh, no, <laughs> a, was that another joke, Sam? Yeah, that was, right. joke. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I only like the movie. So, uh, p- yeah. So anyway, pick of the week is uh, Resistance Three. All right, great. Uh, what trophy tips do you have for Resistance Three? You said you just wanted to bring them in. Okay, tip. so here's the crazy thing, and, and Sam can help me because he, he's writing the guide for IGN. Is there are 59 trophies in 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 uh, Resistance Woo! Three, and there's like one gold trophy, four silver, and then 55 yeah, bronze, really something like that. So and the bronze, um, some of the bronzes are really tough. So. Yeah, they're ridiculous. I still can't figure one of them out, but we'll talk about it. Benmo316 writes in and says, Hey, Greg and Colin, were you disappointed by the lack of silver and gold trophies for Resistance 3? Silver no, and gold. This gives you more to do. I, I, I think, yeah, they, they, I, I understand what they were trying to do. I think, I, I like a game, Sam and I were talking about this a while ago, I like a game that gives you a trophy for beating a level or beating a chapter or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that seems like kind of a prerequisite. And I think that there's actually – it's not that there's too many trophies. It's that there's just too many tr- – like there, there's not enough trophies that like – you could beat the game and get like four trophies. You know? There are – it's like it, – it's easily possible to miss every basically every trophy in the game. So with the exception of the silver for beating it and like some for like using auger 30 times and like some other ones. But there, there are like some really obscure trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still one of them I can't figure out, Sam. Have you figured out the one about knocking the guy off the, the cliff? No, we were talking about that. Yeah, I cannot. What fi- is it? What's the trophy? There's a trophy at, at Point Pleasant. It's called right in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. It's in the, the cliffs. Yeah, it's it's the third section the of first sniper section. Yeah, right? the very the very beginning of it. There's five sections in Resistance Three, and this is the third section. And you're in Pennsylvania, and there are hybrids that are spoilers. No, I, I want to point out that this isn't going to be a spoiler episode, so don't worry. No, if you no, haven't no. played it, our questions for Resistance Three and stuff, we're going to dance around story. But I mean, yeah. And, and so this there is you don't want to know how, how we don't know how to unlock this trophy, I guess. Yeah. So, so when Mar- and I'll just say also that when Marcus Steven, uh, Marcus uh, and James Stevenson came to show us Resistance at E Three, this is the exact scene they showed us. So you you will have probably already seen this. But there are hybrids and they're camouflaged, like they have like some sort of you know camo on, and they have sniper rifles, they have dead eyes, and there's a trophy in this section to knock one of them off their perch. Like, to, what, what is the exact language? Do you remember what the exact it language It says to knock them off the cliff. 
Yeah, yeah like knock them off the cliff. I've tried everything to like knock these guys off, like hit them in their cooling pack so they blow up, use a magnum and explode it so it explodes under their I feet. I think you might have to sneak up around them. And I just don't know how to get up there. Like it seems like none of those – like so that's the one trophy that I cannot figure out how to mm-hmm. get. But uh, Concussive Blast, do you have that thing? With the Rossmore? No, the the cryo gun. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? Mm, a no, but you don't have you don't have the cryo gun yet okay. at that point. Um, Maybe the Rossmore concussive blast would work. Yeah, I tried that too, but then like I can't aim the grenade properly, and it's like it's a it's a friggin' mess. Like I don't know how to. <laughs> I mean, it's probably I, I something really easy. Like you probably just need to throw like a spike grenade up there and knock them off. But like maybe there's just like. A, a certain angle you have to do, or maybe one place doesn't count as a cliff and another one does. Or yeah, do they have to be alive? Get... Maybe when they fall. That's what that's what I was thinking because, uh, you know, yeah, it's easy to get like a Camaran body to fly in the air when it's dead. <laughs> well, like, this is one. This is a good point. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing like I go back and do trophy hunting on easy because you can, yeah, yeah. casual or whatever. Yeah, I, like, did, I that's, did that. That's like crucial. But on that, like they did die so fast. So maybe. Yeah, maybe you have to do it on 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 harder superhuman but yeah like and and the other thing that's frustrating is that the trophies are presented chronologically which is really helpful like you know you missed one if you get the one after the one you had mm-hmm. already missed so th- there's a trophy you get like literally two minutes or three minutes after it starts you have to get through that section without getting hit mm-hmm. and that trophy is after this one which means that it must be one of those chimera that you have to kill on that cliff so that that one's really frustrating me gotcha but otherwise i think the, the game is great for trophies it's gonna take a lot of time if you want to get the platinum make sure you beat the game on hard first don't play it on normal and then hard because then you have to play it three times. And you know what? Playing it on hard is the way to play. Like, I, I agree. That the, that's the right difficulty level. It never gets like crazy or anything, but like I, I can't imagine playing it any easier mode than that because it feels just right. I'll tell you what, Superhuman, <clears throat> brutal. Yeah. Brutally yeah. hard. I'm halfway through the game on Superhuman. You take, for my judgment, twice as much damage as you yeah. take on hard. And you have your, it's kind of like New Game Plus, right? Because if you start over, you have you your, can keep uh, your weapons, your, and stuff, your yeah. upgrades, right? Yeah, but you don't. So. Oh, there, there are upgrades too. How does that work? Yeah. So the more it, you use a weapon, it's gaining experience as you go. Yeah. Like your shotgun becomes like a uh, lights people on fire, and that really helps because when you start the game over again and you're just doing trophy hunting or whatever, you have a shotgun that lights people on fire. <laughs> that sounds helpful. Yeah. So it definitely is. Yeah. So it's it's, it's upgradable weapons. It's a cool game. It's a rewarding game for trophies. You just have to really chip away at everything. Like there, are, some of the silver is really hard. Uh, Sam has uh, chronicled all of the journal entries for for Malakov's journals, the the regular like there's intel a lot of and in yeah audio jo- diaries. Um, and then there's the silver for upgrading your weapons, which is tough for some of them, like the the missile launcher and the cryo gun. You don't really use that much, so it's like you really got to figure out ways to, to to upgrade those weapons. But um, the, the cool thing is that you get. For earning trophies, you get in-game points, which are used to unlock cheats and multiplayer skins. And my favorite part are the videos that you get to unlock, which are like documentaries, basically. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, cool, cool game, good trophies. Yeah, cool. Yeah, same, and, cool. And, you, and, Sam, oh, you're the shaman guide on the mm-hmm. IGN wiki for this one. You want to put out a call for help? Where can people help you out in making this guide better? Man, like you know what? Like the first thing I did was was record the whole game, so that's on there. And then we did a big wiki page on all the journal entries which is awesome and i think it's the only thing out there right now the only resource on the on the tubes until it gets stolen but uh yeah we do need help uh definitely with multiplayer stuff so you know i'll be playing a lot of multiplayer and getting so guides.ign.com find the resistance three guide there yeah we don't I, we don't talk about it enough but our, our guides team has like full wiki functionality now yeah Right with not with every yeah, game, nice. but with select games. No, well, it's with everything coming out. All now. the new stuff. Yeah. Dead Island's that stuff. way. Like so, the, the Deus Ex wiki is like 
kicking ass. Like it's it's unbelievable how many people are editing and helping out with that. And uh, Resistance has like a more contracted fan base, I think. And like you know, we need like some some good experts on that. So yeah, absolutely. Go and help. Be be a part of the guides.ig.com. Yeah. And real quick, we don't want to say too much yet, but people have been asking, will we do a Resistance Three spoiler cast? Yeah. The answer is yes. We are going to do a Resistance Three spoiler cast. We'll I do it in probably two weeks. And we have a very special guest coming in for that podcast. But Kyle we'll, the Camara. Yeah, Kyle the Camara. Who doesn't in. like to move? Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're finalizing everything now. We'll have more information for you guys probably next week. The real question, Colin. Yeah. Is is there going to be a Resistance Three editor beatdown? Because you uh, promised there would be. There last will week. be. There will be an editor three. Okay. Uh, a, an this editor is your three. chance, of course, to come <laughs> play with the podcast. <laughs> editor crew. three beatdown. Uh, so yeah, we'll and do. I'm we'll, do so. we'll do a Resistance Three editor beatdown. Uh, I wanted to do it this weekend, but actually this weekend's not going to work well, so we'll do it during the week next week. Okay. Um, I will post about it on my Twitter and my IGN. No taxation. No taxation on Twitter, Moriarty-IGN on my IGN, Mm -hmm. and we'll get together. We'll play probably just Team Deathmatch, um, and we'll try to accommodate as many people as possible. I haven't even jumped online yet with the retail build of the game, so I have to kind of level up and get you know unlock my incendiary Rossmore, because God, I need that. It's very crucial. If you Uh, didn't notice... We waded into Topic of the Week here. Mm-hmm. We weren't paying attention. We got swept up in the undercurrent. Topic of the Week toe, 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 toe. is Resistance 3. Uh, Colin, I'm going to start yes. off with a question here from Blade. Okay. He says, before Colin explodes with excitement over Resistance 3, calling it one of the best games of this year, I wanted to say one thing. The human story is very well told, and the art design and setting is welcome addition to the first-person shooter. Plus the cool upgradable weapons. Yada, yada, yada. You will hate me for saying this, but Resistance 3 has become a bro shooter. Dun, 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 dun. Don't hate me, Colin. I respect you, Beyond. No, it's not. It's not a bro shooter at all. How is it not a bro shooter? Uh, I think what, what people are drawing parallels with is, is Resistance's online kind of pivot to be more like Call of Duty. And that's mm-hmm. that's fine. And, and frankly, I don't really give a shit because I don't play, I don't play the game online really. Resistance to me is all about the single player experience. Um, and I don't know how you can play that single player campaign and say that, has any, that plays anything like a, a bro shooter plays. It doesn't. So okay. that's he's entitled to his opinion. Okay. And maybe online I can see that with the upgrades and the perks and all that. Okay, cool. That's fine. But that's not really relevant to Resistance 3. That's that's like an aside in addition to Resistance 3. Plus, I don't think the campaign's any different from 2 or 1 in, in like any bro qualities, right? I mean, it no. just still feels like it's still like a kind of a nerdy sci-fi. What, what yeah. defines a bro, like a bro? What are bro qualities? I want to know how you define Butt slaps. Them. Uh, for <laughs> the people often, Mark Ryan likes describing bro shooters as games Colin doesn't like. Okay. Uh, but that's not really true. Uh, a bro shooter to me is just like a military, more accessible shooter that relies more on contemporary or future settings. Um, does it need a story? Is that, yeah, is that not really story. More, more multiplayer centric. Really, more of a game that caters to everybody. Obviously, even to the hardcore gamer. But a game like my cousin who plays only a few games a year, he loves Call of Duty. You know, is that, Halo a bro shooter? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, and, and you know, it, people often ask, "Is Gears of War a bro shooter?" And I'm like, I don't, I don't That's know. That's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it gets, That's it, it, a borderline. I mean, I don't have much experience bro. with that. that yeah. I don't have borderline much. Borderline bro. I don't have much experience with that series at all. But, but. uh it seems like it could be, but there are bro shooters I really I really like. Like I really like, um, you know, Treyarch's uh, Call of Duty games, and and those are clearly bro shooters. Um, so and Medal of Honor, I like the old Medal of Honor games, yeah. are definitely bro shooters. So and you love Duke Nukem, right? Uh, I thought Duke Nukem was hilarious. Like I, I didn't, I didn't, I only got through half of it. But like we said about Duke Nukem Forever, like I, and that's definitely a bro shooter, although it's trying to be a bro shooter. The the thing about Duke Nukem is that it's funny. Like, I, I think that game clearly didn't take itself seriously, so it's like, whatever, you know? Colin. Yes. Stop dancing on the, the questions here. Okay. You are 
the biggest Resistance fan in the office. Yes. You've been locked up tight. You haven't been able to speak about Resistance. Yeah, I've, I've been playing it for... It's so frustrating because people are like on Twitter like, when are we going to get the review? And You know, like, what, what do you think of it? And I'm like, I can't talk about it. Like, I can't even talk to you about it. So Now you know, the shackles are off. Yeah. What do you think of Resistance 3? I think it's the... Someone's well, making a phone call soon. Yeah, I don't. It's, I think it's next door. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of fun. I think I don't know if Sam has a lot of experience with the series, so I don't know if he would agree with me. I think Resistance Three is definitely the strongest game in the series, but and I'm I, I'm a two man. I, I like Resistance Two a lot too. I've yeah. always been. I, I've always said Fall Man is the worst one in the series. You know, I agree. And I don't know why people are so fond of that game. You're crazy. It's Want a good, it's a good title. game. It's an awesome game, but but uh, Resistance Three feels and looks better. Has like a dark story and stuff like that. I just I, I was disappointed with two things about it: the okay. length of the game. It's short, like it's it, and and it's longer than most shooters, but it's not resistance length. Like Fall of Man took a solid, like fourteen hours to beat. I mean that was a long game, you know. And Resistance Two was definitely a long game too, much longer than Resistance Three. So that was disappointing. And also, and I'm, it's not a spoiler, but the, the I was really, really disappointed with the ending. Yeah, me too. Like the, the the way the game ended, I was like, and Are it's you kind fucking of because serious? the whole story tells uh, is based around the kind of a character that I didn't think was as interesting as Nathan Hale. I mean, I think Nathan Hale oh, kind of becomes really? like I don't think he's an interesting character, but I think the way like he becomes like stronger and like kind of essentially invincible, you know, mm-hmm. is like really cool. And like I feel the same. Like I feel like I'm invincible in this game, but it's just a normal dude. That's like true, how too. is this guy not dying repeatedly? It doesn't make any sense. Well, you have to use health packs. That's what yeah. that's what makes it make sense. Thing. No, I, I totally I totally like Joseph Capelli as a character. Like this story in Resistance is great. Like I thought it was really grounded and it was easy to get on board with. You know, I mean, it's a simple fact of you're trying to you know make a better world for your son. Make, leave you know make sure he has something to live on, right? Because mm-hmm. I lo- I love in the fact that you know in the beginning, which we've written about a million times, if you didn't know, and it gets ruined in the beginning of the game. You know, Joseph doesn't want to go out on this mission. He just wants to put his head in the sand and be like, no, I'm gonna chill with my family. We have a nice life here. We're gonna live as long as we can. I thought that was cool. I, I felt like the the like the, the the there's a lot of like lost pathos and whatever in the beginning. Like I thought like it kind of rushes through it, just like oh I got I do have to go now and yeah I, I, I mean I didn't I didn't really feel an attachment to my family or anything like but that. But the glove, the mitten, the mitten, Sam, yeah. the mitten, yeah, the, no. the mitten was a symbol. I, I thought there's a lot of like one liners that didn't work out so well in the game too, like the dialogue. There's like yeah, he kept on like you know hopping over, like let's let's do this type stuff. And, oh, I yeah, know, I mean I think. I think the way the game be like I love that intro sequence and I know Greg like knows because I always talk about it like just how he how Capelli explains everything not when you're installing the game but when you actually start the game yeah, or whatever and he stop cool. he stops by saying like you know I I basically stayed away as long as I could like yeah. and like how the game begins and it just shows the resistance logo like out of nowhere and I'm like this is fucking awesome you know like I was so excited when I played that and the game you know the game in Haven and St Louis is so strong and the game is really strong all the way throughout and you and you really have, there's a lot of twists and turns that are unexpected yes. But when you get to, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but when you get to New York, there's like a few, and we'll talk about it on the spoiler cast, but there's a few different ways the game could have went. And it went in the direction I wanted it to go least. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm so, I was I was begging Greg to beat the game for like a while because I'm like, just beat the fucking game so we can talk about it. And he came into my room last night and we talked about it for a bit. And I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm honestly pretty upset about the way the game ended because the game had the potential to be even better than it was. Um, I just want to know. I, I want to know so much about the history of the game, and like, I really like the world, and I like exploring like what the hell the Chimera are and all that stuff. And in this game, like, the only inklings you get of that are like in notes that you pick up as right. collectibles. It's, like, it's there's, interesting. There's no big tie into a bigger storyline. It feels like playing yeah. through it and uh, watching people react to it too. It 
and it isn't, but it reminds me of a reboot of a franchise in a lot of ways. It is like a reboot because it's like it's the like first you game don't, gameplay you, elements. And exactly. They I mean, change multiplayer a lot. You're Nehemiah, right. Nehemiah writes into Beyond at IGN.com and says, Would I be completely lost story wise if I played Resistance 3 without playing the first two? No way. And I, no, because this, this game can stand alone. This could have just been a reboot, blah, blah, blah. Because you don't need to know the Nathan Hale stuff that much. You I don't, don't, I don't, need, I don't agree with that though because. I mean, I understand where you're in coming what, from. Yeah, but I mean, in what, in what regard don't you? You don't know what Project Abraham is. You don't know, like, what happened in you Europe. You don't fucking you, need to know anything. Yeah, but, that, but, but it's like. <laughs> Capelli kills the main character of the, of the game. And I'm sorry if people think that's a spoiler. It's really not a spoiler anymore. Capelli kills yeah, it's, Nathan it's Hale. The opening scene of the game. And, <laughs> and, and it's like. That to me is important because you don't know how they got to this point. Like, Resistance 3 is bleak, but it wasn't this bleak. If you remember in Fall of Man, he, they're fighting in London. They're fighting in, like, in suburban England with, like, a bunch of soldiers by your side. Like, the Chimera had just taken over. Like, we don't really know what's going on. Like, Europe had just been swept up. Like, there's people alive and stuff like that. Like, that game is not nearly as bleak as Resistance 2, which is not nearly as bleak as Resistance 3. And I feel like it's important to get to that point where 90% of, of humanity has been, you know killed or turned into hybrids and i understand that and don't get me wrong i understand that then it has more impact but i'm saying you can pick up resistance 3 and watch that opening mo- the loading movie and then the movie you know when he's talking and you get what's happening you i, I think it's totally it's it reminds me of a reboot or a standalone game that you, you know take when, off the when they say 90 percent of humanity is gone that actually was like something that i was really hyped about it's like this is going to feel really different but then it just felt like everywhere you went it was like a little more wrecked and there are still like people everywhere i don't i don't really get like what like that, that didn't that didn't play out for for me too well. I was like, these how do they, and everybody has electricity and I don't know, kind of. It's, it's they have weird. a washer and dryer in Haven, Oklahoma. It like, doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I kind of like that because how it, are they generating power? Maybe they're tapping ga- off the gas and yeah, maybe maybe they're ta- like obviously the power conduits that the Chimera use. I mean, I wasn't looking too too deeply into that. I guess there's ways that they can use generators and have gas and and uh, I just so, I would like them to explain that. Like, how are they scraping by? Like, why aren't they? Why doesn't when I come across like stragglers, you know, they're not. Like they're not worse off, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like the Chimera could have easily killed everybody by now. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Nehemiah knows how hectic your schedule's been with uh, Shadow and yeah. Uh, the yeah. TGS, so he threw you a bone here in this resistance breakdown. Oh, oh, said, cool, cool. Ryan, did you give uh, Greg or Colin a hug today? Uh, no, not yet. You monster. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I gave you a hug uh, yesterday. Yeah, I know. you did a good hug yesterday. That was too. a good hug. Uh, Brian has a question for you, Colin. Okay, Colin. Yeah, I was sad to see that you didn't review Resistance Three. Yeah, I'm not a fan of multiplayer. So, is the solo campaign worth the price of admission? I think so. I mean, again, it depends on your attachment to the series and like if you care about about the next step in the series. If you, that's why I wrote on Facebook this week. Like people have been asking me that same question, which is like, do I play Resistance Three without having played Fall Man Resistance Two? And my my answer really is like, why do you care about Resistance Three if you didn't play Fall Man Resistance Two? Yeah. Because it's a good. I mean, it's a good game. It's a good story. It, yeah, but it's like a, the it's like the tail end of the story, you know, yeah. that we know so far, anyway. And I, I don't know, I I I'm more riveted by, like like Sam said, the the lore and the mythology of the Chimera and like what happened in the events leading up to Fall Man and then Resistance Two, because Fall Man and Resistance Two happened like really close to each other. But there's like 50 years of backstory about the Chimera being in Russia and stuff that we don't really haven't even really explored. Yeah. And it's so cool, like yeah. it, the little inklings you get of that is like really neat. Like why why were these in Russia? And in this game, they're like. You know, they're talking about these other origins of them, and I don't know. I just I'm a as a hater of space and aliens, though, I was like totally down with just getting to a core human story and going with it. But you know, this game's. I mean, like, I feel like they're trying to do a zombie game with this game, like like a post-apocalyptic thing. Like this is like going across the United States. It's been completely ravaged, and there's like you know what? It's there's hordes, and they're completely overwhelmed. And there's even like a subplot, which I won't go into it, but the spoiler cast we can talk about this a lot, which is completely ripped out of uh, Walking Dead's uh, comic book series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really, like almost shamefully. 
But Cap- I like Capelli it. has a son named Carl who wears a cowboy hat all the <laughs> yes, time. It, with no eye. <laughs> oh man, wow. <laughs> I can't wait for the spoiler cast so we can just we can just really delve into it. Yep. But um uh, yeah, so let's get one more question here before we go. We already answered that. Mitchell, your question was Oh, Mitchell asked, you know, what did it do worse than Resistance 1 and 2? Obviously, the bleakness and the background and all that. We yeah, and like, there's definitely, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there is just no lore and mythology in the game compared nope. to Resistance 1 and 2. But I think, and I, but I think more, more damage, more damaging is the length of the game. I could have, I, I really enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed it from I front I feel to, like it was as short as you, man. I don't know. It, I beat it, it, I beat it, short I beat it nine hours. I mean, I, I did, I, I, it did take very little to beat it. Yeah, I mean, nine I hours know. on hard though, Sam. You know, it's like yeah, you're it's right. Like, it, you know, it was really the last level stretched out for me because they got harder. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I did yeah, kind of cook to the first they ones. They do the totally fucking tired bullshit of, oh no, not clear all. Everybody's running into this room. Clear them out and yeah. progress. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay, now go in this room. Oh no, now everybody's running into this room. Clear these guys. Out. It's like, oh, I guess it's clear to me that it was such a chore to finish that game. Resistance one is so much longer than both of them. Yeah, like, I felt like it was more like two. But you think it, even two was longer? Yeah, I feel like two is longer. Okay. I mean, maybe 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 it wasn't, but I, I just I. You're still exploding. You still want to say so much about this game, but you're I, you're taking in the spoiler cast. Yeah, I can't. I can. And and, and the, myth, the mythology of the game, like that, was a big problem, or whatever. But I still enjoyed the gameplay from front to back. I enjoyed the sto- like the story and what it told in that in that context. And I really could have used more of it. Like I could have used an entirely another another city, like another yeah. stop on the on the the fucking post apocalyptic. Let me voyage. give you something I really like about Resistance Three because we've been talking about a lot of negative stuff. I really like. I mean, having, yeah, we I, we gave it a nine. Everybody backs yeah. the nine, but we do like. Yeah. Well, I. I I feel I think it's really cool that they do this video gamey thing where they give you all the weapons in the game all the time. So that by the time you're at the end, end of the game, they need to throw stuff at you that makes it so like you're, you're like, out of all which your bullets weapon, and one gun. Or, yeah, or which weapon should I use? It's like Ratchet and Clank in that way. You know, yeah. it's like which is going to be the best for the situation. And then you kind of remember that one of these guns has this like oh yeah you know, my secondary else. fire on this does yeah. that yeah and I was like oh well I could have used that and I think that's really interesting that is, I agree and with that. that's why I think Superhuman is going to be a totally awesome playthrough yeah it's, it's tough i'll tell you what like when i busted out like and this is not a spoiler either because everyone's seen this video the very first conflict you have in the in the game with the chimera when the chimera rips that guy through the, the like he hits the beer bottle and like mm-hmm. the guy like gets ripped out of the wall whatever i like died like for like right after that wow like okay. i was like that's holy great. like you really have to like take cover in yeah. the game like because i'm used to just like you know taking a little bit of damage and like ripping these guys apart i'm, I'm just like getting shot like by the chimera like three times and i'm dead so mm-hmm. um, but health packs lots of weapons these are like old school shooter mm-hmm. elements that i think are like fun to experience again because everybody's doing you know regenerative rechargeable health. regenerative health yeah. and and two weapons or four weapons and i also think it's a fun experience real quick greg or just to explain you you would see you would seen okay, you would seen uh Resistance Three's review from our Australian team, yeah. and you asked me what I would like. I, knew, I didn't know that you had it. You're like, what would you give Resistance Three? Yeah, and what I say? You said nine point Yeah, so it, it it got you know. That's always that's always a good moment. I love it when we're all we're all, we're all together on a game, mm-hmm. and it's not you know somebody's giving a score we don't necessarily agree with, and you got to try to have a conversation or whatever. Yeah, so I, a lot of people have been asking me about that, and I'm like, you know, while we're, while we're on the subject, yeah. excellent review from Stephen. I thought it was awesome. Australia. We've gotten a lot of a lot of compliments about that review from people. Um, I think it was I think it was a great read. I think it covered all the bases. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we don't always agree with each other's scores, and yeah, we have conversations and stuff like that. But I think, uh, like like Greg said, I think we're all on the same page that Resistance Three is really an awesome game. It's, and it's nice to see. Uh, I think it's interesting to see people you don't normally see talk about Resistance or PlayStation exclusives talking about it. Like you know, on the days leading up to it, everybody's Twitter. Like you see uh, Jeff Keighley and stuff like that. People popping up to say that they loved Resistance Three, and it's getting scores that are in the same ballpark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, as an industry, sometimes you do see people overlook PS3 exclusives, and not necessarily because they 
are being biased or something just because they don't that's they're not biased. their console of choice or whatever you know what i mean it's easier to see more sites pick up games that are 360 late, yeah i agree so. and i think the three-year development time instead of two years that uh, it took fall man and resistance to helped yeah especially yeah yeah there's cool. so many shooters coming out in the next couple of weeks. Know, like I'm worried about its its longevity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People got to get on it now. Uh, that question was from Mitchell. Mitchell, of course, is M Dog. Remember mm-hmm. M Dog mm-hmm. with his Beyond shirt and mm-hmm. his PlayStation Move controller. He also started a Beyond fan group on my IGN. He wants people to go join. So you can go to people.ign.com/slash/podcast/beyond/fans. Cool. Check All that out. Case. Ryan. Yes. What do you say oh. we hit up some reader mail? Yes. Sorry, I was too far away from my um, mic there. Goodness. Okay. I'm here now. All right, you ready for some reader mail? Sorry. How long have we been going? We got it. It seems like it's been a meeting. It's been 50 minutes, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, let's start with Kyle. He has one of my favorite questions, I think, of this week. All right, cool. Kyle says I recently moved from my home in Valencia, California to go to school at UC Berkeley. I left behind my friends, mom, two younger brothers, two year old sister, and my PS3 smiley face. I've been pretty homesick in the fact that I miss my family, but I really, but I have really enjoyed it up here in Berkeley. Making new friends, going to classes, experiencing what it's like to be an adult, sort of. I was just curious as to what your experience were leaving home for college. Were you homesick or too excited to notice? And what video games did you play? I have been playing my underused PSP, Dissidia, because I no longer have a PS3 with me. Kyle, or Kyle I want you to know that Ryan Clements is bumping his fist yes. at the mention of Dissidia <laughs> on the PSP. Uh, God, so. if that game comes up through the Vita, I'm going to flip my shit. Wow, okay. Yeah. I bet it will. Probably. College experiences. Sam. No, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking cut off Sam because you guys have been talking resistance for like yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, I know, minutes, I know, so, I know. So I know, I'm gonna go first. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jeez. Sam. It's cool. no, no, no. Uh, I understand. <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually, uh, when I went to college, it, it, I feel like it almost didn't even count because I was only an hour drive away from home. Yeah. So while I got to enjoy the dorm life and being, uh, being away from home, I knew that my family was close by. I actually was not uh, homesick at all. Oh, I don't okay. know about you guys, Sam. Well, I had a, man, like, I stopped playing video games for a little while at the end of uh, high school, and uh, I got a girlfriend, and I was like, it, <laughs> That's it, usually I was how like it this worked out well, and, uh, but then, actually, my girlfriend and I moved, decided in high school to move together to go to a school um, in Tucson, Arizona, and to University of Arizona, and we were there, and I was like, man, I don't have a video game system, but there's all these great games coming out. I think, like, maybe this was right when... Um, Perfect Dark and stuff was coming out on Nintendo 64 because I sort of remember wanting to play. And then you're old. A friend of mine. Yeah, I guess so. No, I mean, I'm kidding. Was, this is in 1999. I, remember, I, remember, I graduated in 99. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I was in high school, after like uh, junior year, that we, when we were playing Goldeneye or, yeah. or whatever. Perfect. And I, uh, I went, <laughs> we would go over to uh, this guy's house uh, who was another friend from high school who had moved to the same university, and he had like the tiniest TV ever, like the one I have set up yeah. for my Nintendo. And, you know, that's where I did all my four-player split, four split <laughs> screen. And, um, I mean, like, I have, like, I think long-lasting eye problems from that. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. I'd always sit in front of the TV, and then other people would, like, claim the couch, and I was like, I'm going to be better than you because they can't (laughs) see as well. Colin. Yeah, I mean, what, what struck me about his letter was that he left his PS3 behind because yeah, cool. I had the exact opposite experience when I went, went away to college, which is I, I took, like, all these plastic Rubbermaid bins. I put, like, my Xbox and my GameCube yeah. and my PS2 yeah. in them with all my games. Like, I made sure, like, I had everything with me. The, the one lasting memory I have, and I don't remember exactly when it was, was uh, the game I played, honestly, probably the most in college, like, the, the most consecutively, and it's, yeah, it was very weird for me, was, was uh, Rainbow Six Three. Uh, mm. on Xbox, which I, I, I played the shit out of that game. And we had like these awesome, you know, T1 connections in college, which were somewhat rare back then. And, and that wasn't online. You had to have a, 
a local area network or was that no that was online that was online. that was online so i was able to actually like host games and and like leave my xbox on and people would be able to like you know i'd be able to like serve a game and have like have it run really well and i remember always being paranoid that i was using too much bandwidth and i would get in trouble and stuff like that and and uh <laughs> so of course you were paranoid such a weird no surprise but it's like but it's it's uh too much bandwidth yeah, it's like I, I'm I'm such a single player game guy, and I played you know a lot of single player games at that time. But but that was the game I played that game for. Like I would leave my door open in my dorm, and yes. and like I would just be sitting in a chair with my, my Xbox headset on, and people would just like come in and out, and, like talk to me and stuff. And I I just played that game so much. I just love that game. Yeah, that was my experience too. I went to University of Missouri, of course, and I was from Illinois, Chicago suburbs, so it was like six hours away. I wasn't homesick. Totally excited to be out, you know, on your own, doing your own thing. And yeah, I brought my PS2, and I I started school in 2001. So it was still a novelty that I had a PS2. Like, a lot of people didn't have PS2s yet, so it was still a big deal. And so, yeah, I would leave the door open and play games, and people would come in. And, like, the defining game, I've talked to Colin about this before, was GTA 3. GTA 3 came out, you know, that fall. And when we got that, like, the people came in all the time. And I remember, I'll never, anytime I was in a car and I was driving, I'd have Chatterbox on. And if I tried to stop the thing in the middle of a joke, people would flip their shit. They'd be like, no, 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 I gotta finish it. So we had to drive around and just listen to what Laszlo was saying until we were done. Then I could get out and go do the mission and do everything else, yeah. But yeah, college is a great time. Get out there. Enjoy yourself. We have a whole bunch of college questions. You can tell that kids are... I was in college for like eight years. What the hell were you doing there? Well, they made me... After after I graduated, I had to take classes to keep a job. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. It was funny. Uh, Connor writes in. He says, what's going on, Greg, Colin, Ryan, and whoever else might be on the podcast right now? Sam. Sam, that's him, yeah. I was just walking down the campus of U- University of Oregon and happened to see something very familiar. A Beyond t-shirt. Now, in the few seconds it took Amazing. to register what it actually was and muster the courage to let out a hearty Beyond, we passed each other and my chance was gone. So I would like to give a tardy but very loud Beyond to whoever that was, as I'm sure they are listening. Yes. You can't, you can't have fear awesome. when it comes to that shit. People do that Jeez. all the time. Just slam, slam them on the back and be like, yo, dude, I'll be on. And uh, <laughs> if they're like, I just got this shirt off a homeless man. That's good advice for Kyle or any any of the new uh, collegiate freshmen out there. And don't be afraid of anything at college. Totally go. Like I remember when I got there, well, that sounds weird. But uh, when I went to Mizzou, I didn't. I knew no one. No, nobody else from my graduating class went there and I was in a different state. So literally like I, I made friends with my roommates and some other kids and then one day they all went out of town or whatever on a Friday night. So I literally just walked down the hall until I found an open door, walked in and said, hey, you want to be friends? And I hung out with them for the entire weekend. They made a whole, I did that several times that year of just meeting new people, and that's how it was. Because awesome. if you feel homesick or awkward or whatever, everybody else is doing the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Everyone else is in that exact same boat, so don't be afraid to reach out. Dude. And if they don't like you, fuck them. There's a million people at your school probably. Dude, yeah, fr- freshman years. Is the f- it has the potential to be the funnest year. Freshman year is a shit show if you let it be. <laughs> Study hard, work hard, or whatever, but yeah, make sure yeah. to make those friends. Like the people that I met my, my freshman year, have, are, like maybe four or five of them are still really good friends of mine. Like really, really totally. good friends of yeah. mine. So just just remember that. Like it almost makes high school in a way meaningless. Like you only take one or two people from high school with you, um, but people that you mean college are, are the ones that stick with you for a long time. Ryan Clements. Hi. Are you aware that now on the mobile app for, uh, not even the mobile site, m.ign.com, you mm-hmm. can listen to podcasts on it? You, what? You what? click on the little, the little block tabs and you get the podcast. You, you can listen to podcasts right there on your iPhone. Stream Holy them right there. Holy shit. What's up, guys? My name is Chase Williams. <laughs> Chase wrote into beyond.ign.com like anybody should. Everybody should. And I attend college at Texas A&M University. Boo. Back to school episode. I know, right? <laughs> I've been listening to you guys on <laughs> bus rides school. in the morning, and when it's in t- class, I simply take my headphones off and put them, o- put them away. Today, however, I was listening to the podcast off the mobile r- website rather than the iPod. This meant that when I took the headphones out, it simply paused the show. 
I was unaware, however, that if you entered Safari again, the audio would start back up out of the speakers. So halfway through the class, I decided to check my phone and unlocked it, taking me straight to the podcast. Immediately, your voices blared out my speakers and resonated through the whole auditorium. My professor was furious and even looked right at me as I fumbled to turn it off. What are some embarrassing moments that happened to you guys in class during college? It could have been a lot more embarrassing if, uh... If it was me, yeah. like, saying, like, you bad fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> All the horrible things we say in the show. terrible, yeah, terrible yeah. things. Embarrassing moments from college. Or, or college I gotta classes, think. I, I, have, I, have some real, I have some doozies. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a horribly awkward person sometimes. See, so. college, especially freshman year, was you know, the moments when I, you know, I started embracing the philosophy I tell people now, knocking boots, you know, burning bridges, what do you care if somebody doesn't like you? Because I went to college with blue hair, so, like, I was, it was hard to embarrass me seeing how I had blue hair and dorky sunglasses. Also, freshman year, college I don't, have i ever talked about this on the show my outfit my Your freshman jean year shorts yes so i have i'm gonna move on okay fine then hawaiian shirt wrestling t-shirt every day of the year every day of freshman year i wore that and then it was jean shorts and red high tops i was looking for attention clearly and i got it quite a bit no so no real embarrassing moments hmm. i once got stopped in class because i was talking and they were like oh what are you doing and like it was a huge lecture hall. i was like Fourth grade, I always, fuck off. I always felt bad because I would be so exhausted from. I actually was kind of like a workaholic in college most of the time, and I didn't really party at all. Um, and so, I would s- sort of start dozing off a lot in classes, um, and I that was just ultra embarrassing. Anytime I knew that the professor noticed, I would feel so bad. So I'm like, it's not your fault. Do you think you did like the nodding head thing where your head goes down? Uh, you yeah. Snap yeah. Back uh, I yeah. love so, people, seeing people do that it's in class. So, it's so embarrassing because then I, I, I want to just be like, look, professor. I, it is, look, this dude. Is, this yo, is, bro. It's not you. All right? I Clearly, I'm just exhausted from other shit. It's not that your class is putting me to sleep, you know? Hmm. But it was. Oh. <laughs> Colin, what do you got? What embarrasses you from college? I, don't, I didn't really have any embarrassing moments as much as I had just these, you know, being a, a history major, we had like, a, like <laughs> you were with the same people like all the, like all those years, like the same yeah. his, history majors the entire time. And you got to really know people and like just not like some people and really like some people. <laughs> and it wasn't even a personal thing. It was like an ideological thing where you just have like these insane fights and you knew you could like, like in class, like about like certain political or historical things, and you knew you could say like certain things to like get under people's <laughs> under people's skin mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you would just say like you would just just say them, see how they would react and stuff like that. It was those those classes were they were funny. Like I, I learned, so I really actually learned a great deal in college and had a, I had a great time. The the I had like some bad social moments where like I was in bad shape, but like you know, oh, yeah, but, but 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 don't worry about that. Yeah, but you know, educationally it was it was a great experience. I didn't have anything where I was like called out in class or or you know things of this nature. Although we had some again some heated debates on the constitution and and the revolution and all those things that that only complete fucking nerds care about sam what do you got from man you know i guess in college um i never experienced embarrassment i don't think but because you know my favorite classes were like the intro creative writing classes where you would read each other's stuff you'd like take it home mark it up bring it back and then you kind of break away and talk about it and like dude it was amazing it was like some of the most fun I've ever had. It's like reading people's like personal short stories yeah, and, that's and awesome. poetry. And they're just, you know, if they're terrible or like really personal or whatever, it was just so great. I love that. But I have, I have a funny story. My friend, my friend Steve farted during the SATs and everybody laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do it on purpose or did he just come out? Oh, he laughed too. So, okay, good. He was great. The joke. I've had a few of those though where you like, you know, you bend over to get something or whatever and you just fart and you're like, <laughs> you like sit right back on you pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Everybody's silent. Everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody happens all the taking time. Taking the SATs and yeah, just rips one. Everybody laughs. He did it on purpose? I don't know. Mm. We'll never know. 
That I can guarantee you that every human being oh on the planet God. has an embarrassing fart story, though. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. I, I just wish we weren't embarrassed about farts because they're funny. Yeah. Best. Tanner writes into beyondadigen.com. About R- farts? No. No. Ryan. Yeah. Why the heck did you delete your Facebook page? Oh, man. Fine. Did you really delete your Facebook yes. page? Oh, my God. I thought it was at, a misnomer. At what long the last. What happened? Uh, I was so sick. Like, so I had like a sort of moment <laughs> over the weekend where I thought to myself, you know what? I'm, I'm sick. I am sick of seeing just all this fucking micromanagement from the 4,000. I love you guys, but like the 4,000 IGN readers that I'm friends with on Facebook. Facebook yeah. was just not meant for that sort of. No, that's why you, know. you should. Why didn't you migrate to a fan page like I did at Facebook.com/slash Game Over? Well, come like me, everyone. I, look, I want I want a Facebook account, and what I will eventually do once this one is deleted is start a small private that's one what just I'm for my friends. Have to do, yeah. And I'm going to do that. But guys, if you that's want if you want to interact with me, I I I tweet back at a lot of people if you have like a question or some concerns yeah i think twitter's like the me. ultimate ign reader yeah if it's great because it limits it right you, you can't yeah. write me a book and i don't have to see that you're having a party in oklahoma it's like great yes, exactly. <laughs> so yes i did delete my account yes i will probably open up a new one at some point in the future and i'm sorry but no it will only be for uh friends that i know in real life however uh, there are a lot of readers that i have met personally and have hung out with and i will totally like you know, our friends though. that that because you you are my friend at that point and so yeah you can so so stuff. here's the thing about about Facebook though that you guys should have been doing for a while because this is what I do I won't delete my Facebook account solely because my school was one of the first ones on there and my account's mad old so mm-hmm. I just want to keep it because yeah. it's like so friggin' old compared to so many people's Facebook. It's from it's from like early 2004. Yeah. See, I resisted um, Facebook forever because I always thought like when Facebook started gaining popularity as I was graduating so I was like. I don't want. This is a young kid thing, and then like, you know, now everyone uses it professionally or whatever. So it's yeah, kind of I mean, it's, it's an important tool. I was forced to get on it in a performance review. Really? Yes. Wow. It's it's a cool IGN. Yes. Okay. It's a cool tool, but but like whenever I, I add, yeah, I get like maybe two hundred friend requests at a time. Like you know, and then I, I accept them all the time. But I, I add everyone to a list called people I don't know. That like I people I don't know, oh. and then and then if at one point if I'm like I want to liberate people I don't know list. Yeah, That's and cool. then if I want to liber- fa- and I if I want to liberate people. Or liberate my 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 okay. profile at some point, then I just delete that entire list. See, oh, my thing guess was- what? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. That's what I tried to fucking do. Guess what? You can't. There is no way to batch delete people in Facebook, which mm, means you'll have to go trouble. through all those hundreds of thousands of people and hundreds just of thousands and just click delete. Yes, loading window pop up. Are Can you, you do sure? It within that yes. Folder, though? Next I mean. person. No, I. When you try and delete the list, it it will delete that list, and then all those people will just go on to your batch friends. That's the reason I was that's starting. Troubling. I started to yeah, go that's... through saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm just going to delete all the readers, and I'll just keep my friends and family on yeah. here. It'll be fine." Can't. So mm. guess troubling. what, buddy? You're stuck. You better start deleting those. Uh, first of all, your Facebook profile never actually disappears. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. If you if, when you if you actually request deletion, they will delete. They will it. delete it straight out. There used to be that you activation have, you, thing. You, you have actually to do an email no, or you something? can you can deactivate it and it'll go away, but it's still there yeah, to reactivate. Yeah. Or but you can actually go into your account and say request deletion, and you get an email saying we, in 14 days your account will be deleted. Mm, that's sad. I wouldn't want to do that. They have to mine your information well, I'm sad first. Too. My family, all my family is on there, but you know what? What are you going to do? I can't. I do not want to hear about your Oklahoma parties yeah. as you guys said. But we love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for caring about it. It's just it's just it's just Facebook.com slash game too, over Greg. Too much information. I, I want to know about this Oklahoma party. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, final email of the week comes from Justin Das. He writes in and says, read the IGN review of Dead Island. Hey I wrote that. Saw I got an eight and an editor's choice from Greg. Want to know what the criteria is for editor's choice? What does an editor's choice mean? Can a game with a good idea and poor execution get an editor's choice? Justin. Justin's friend of a show by the way. Yeah? Friend of the show. Is he? Yeah, he is. He's my friend on PSN. I've, I've known, I, we've been talking for a long time. Good dude. What's his PSN name? Uh, 
he and his brother on there. One of them is is Karma Chameleon. Mm. One of them is oh oh his is is I think Jushin, J U S H I N. I maybe he didn't want that out there. Whatever, it's out there now. Hit of the week, boom, Jushin. <laughs> um, Justin, thanks for asking. Editor's choice for a long time was tethered to basically anything that was eight five or better, and then we took that restriction off a few years ago, saying just like. It's basically for me an editor's choice award is me saying, regardless of the score, I, I I like this game. It's a personal favorite. This is a good collection. You should be, you know, it's that kind of thing. I mean, it, it, we're talking in you know hypotheticals here. You know, poor execution, but a good idea. I don't think that would pan out too much. I mean, like if the game is really not running well, like Naughty Bear is a good idea of a game, but I didn't give it a hell of a game. <laughs> But, you know, regardless of the flaws of textures or, you know, think hands going through walls and dead island in, like, you know, some crappy animations the and stuff. load animation? Oh, what? The load That's animation. the load animation for the dead island if you have a gun. Oh, when, he, when you're reloading again. Yeah, when you're reloading Okay, I thought you meant like it was loading. Anyways, no. uh, like stuff like that, I still think the game's great. I still think you should play it. So that's what that means to me. And I think that's what most people, in, you know, interpret it as. Right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. sounds about right to me. Colin? I just give editor's choice or whatever I want. Yeah, you, you don't care. You're Colin. The Colin's choice, they call it. Uh... Yeah, I think you have a pen on your forehead. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Correct. Right, cool. I was just about to notice that. Where is it? Like here? Yeah. Uh, right now, right above your that. eyebrow. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, right. I'll, like I'll wash it up yeah, for lunch. I just leave your angry on one side. Like <laughs> Uncle Leo. Yeah, Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo. Why are you so over? No, the doctor comes into the office. Uh, Seinfeld. Calm down. Uh, by the way, guys, if you're not following Seinfeld stories on Twitter, you need, oh, to, so you need to be following and Seinfeld stories. And make sure that you tell them Game Over Greggy and no taxation sent you. Yeah, when I noticed that they were following me, I was like, yes! They're fans. I, I, I told you that story, right? I don't think so. What did they listen to the podcast? The first time I ever, the first time I ever added Seinfeld stories, I was like, oh, these guys are saving. At Seinfeld stories is saving the trip. They direct message me and say, like, that's awesome. We're huge fans of IGN. I was like, awesome. All right, that's cool. Oh, that 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 shit is so funny. I love it. I just love what they do. So. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the social media, we're gonna wrap up the show. But before we do that. Make sure you follow us and stuff like that. Go to IGN.com every day for your video game news. Tell friends about Podcast Beyond. You like the show. You have friends who play video games. Do they know about the show? Make sure you tell them about it and then ask them to rate us on iTunes. And make sure you help expand the listener base so we have legs to stand on and be awesome. Uh, follow IGN on Twitter, at IGN. Follow me on Twitter, at GameOverGreggy. Follow Clements, at Cider. Yeah. Follow Colin, at no taxation. Follow Sam I'm at... I'm Samuel underscore IGN. I thought that's about right. Hey, uh, follow us all on my IGN. Oh, sorry. And go to the go to guides.ign.com and f- help Sam with all his guides. I was going to say, you just recently passed a huge mark in your Twitter followers. Like I did. 20,000? Yes, yesterday I had 20,000 Twitter followers. I still, Thank you all. Now, I'm I'm very lucky. I almost have like 9,000 of you fine folk, but I, I really want... I want, I'm still want to hit 10,000. You have to help me, guys. Okay. Everybody has to follow, follow me on Twitter. Follow him with fake accounts that you create just... There you go. Just so <laughs> increase you can hear about followers. health snacks. <laughs> What's that? You can hear about health snacks. I only tweet about health snacks once in a while. Okay. Health snacks? Yeah. Healthy Ryan. snacks. Yeah. Take me home. Okay. Get my paper. Here is a letter that I received from Thomas. By the way, you can email, send email to beyond at IGN.com if you want to be uh, featured in our little artist of the week section at the end of this show here. And questions. Yeah, and questions. But, you know, that's everything. Beyond, my name is Thomas. I am from Belfast, Northern Ireland, and I have listened to the show for some time now and figured I would try sending along a song. I have two different musical styles. One is pretty much standard rock and acoustic stuff. The other, which I perform under the name Polynormal-Y, is effectively my attempts at soundtracks for games that don't exist. I've opted for the latter. The song I've sent is Snakes and Ladders from 2009. All my music is available free on Last FM. Last dot FM. Just search Polynormal and then the letter Y. 
Even if this doesn't get played, I hope you understand how much we as listeners appreciate your uh-huh. hard work. This we is appreciate from, this you is listening. Love from Thomas uh, from Belfast. 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 Northern, Northern Ireland. <laughs> Spider-Man Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's play uh, Snakes and Ladders, which you can find on Last FM. And uh, I think that's about it for me today, Greg. Beyond! Beyond. Behind. Beyond. Beyond.